BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Hump Day. It is Wednesday to all who celebrate. And speaking of a gal who seems to be celebrating Hump Day in a rather unique and special way. Hey, Jax. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yes. Thank you for noticing. I am celebrating Hump Day with a sweatshirt that says Happy Hump Day. But then the yes. H is crossed out. So it says Dump Day. It's like very cool and trendy. It's like kind of disgusting. No, like, like it's so unlike you, like duty day. No, like we're dumping boys. Oh, 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 oh. but I, I of was... course your mind like always goes to duty. I'm only human. She always has duty on the mind. And what's a fun Must fact? Must be duty on the brain. What's a fun <laughs> fact about this sweater is one, it's from Revolve, so it's very cool. Very. So it's definitely not poop because Revolve, like the Revolve girls who wear Revolve, don't poop. Would never. And second thing is, I actually bought it for you because I saw it when I was placing a Revolve order. I was like, oh my god, Hump Day, that's so cute. Like that's so me and Claudia will be like my next gift to her. Mm-hmm. But then I got it, and I was like. Why not me? What if I just kept it? What if I just kept it? I always want to wear it, but every time I notice it, it's never Wednesday. And finally, everything lined up today. I'm wearing the sweater. And the fact that you noticed it like does make me feel RDH that I didn't give it to you. Let me tell you something. Don't feel RDH because I live in Manhattan and I really only have space for so many crewnecks. And if I'm going to reserve space for a crewneck, it's going to be from shopmorningtoast.com. So I wouldn't be too too upset okay I'm not too upset I thank you for you know releasing my burden but I'm glad that you like it and I'm just celebrating hump day it's so exciting that it's Wednesday getting over the hump I love when it's an unexpected hump obviously this is a short work week because of Labor Day and we are so grateful to the laborious nature of the week so um I just love when a hump day sneaks up on you it's like I wasn't even ready for it oh and not only is it hump day but it's also the day that I see Leah Michelle and funny girl well, that's a story this morning. So hold all your thoughts in. I'm very, very excited for you. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. We'll get I'm, into it. I'm speechless. Like I'm, I actually have not been this excited for something in so long. I was telling Ben last night, like, I think I'm going to cry. You're a part of something. I'm not only am I a part of something, but it's something that has like such deep meaning for me. Like I'm literally. I am Rachel Berry. Like I identified with her so much growing up as like the most annoying human being on the planet. And I, I literally cannot wait. You're Fanny Brassenstrass. Fanny Brassenstrass, Brassenstrass, Brass. Do you think she's going to perform that? I heard that they're actually not performing the hits. They're not performing Bryson Streisand and they're not performing that other song, The Man. 
my man, for whatever my man is, I am here. What's the deal? Forevermore. What's the deal with that song? Is it from the movie and not the it's, show? Yeah, it was never adapted for the stage. And it is exclusively a movie song, but it's so popular, especially related to Leah Michelle, because it's one of the songs she sang on Glee. And it's like this iconic moment where like everyone's just fucking fed up with Rachel. Like she's like, we've had enough of Rachel. She's trying out for, I think it's the play where her and Mercedes, like they cannot decide who to give the lead to. So they both do a final callback and they give it their all. And of course, Rachel sings My Man from Fanny Bright, from Funny Girl. And it's so spectacular. Like, of course, they have no choice but to give the role to Rachel, even though Mercedes was just as qualified and was never getting the lead in anything, like justice for Mercedes. Um, but the 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 performance was so powerful. And that's where Kurt Hummel says, right when she's done, like everyone's literally in tears. And Kurt is like, she may be difficult, but boy, can she sing. Yes. And that's really just what people have now adapted from Rachel Berry onto Leah Michelle. Like, she may be difficult, but boy, can she sing. Okay. Hold all your thoughts. It's our first story. We have a lot of great stories today, so I'm really oh. looking forward to that. And it's Wednesday, which means it's Dear Toaster's Day, and we have an update from somebody who wrote in last week about her husband and his yellow teeth. We did tell her like she was being a little bit of like a naggy bitch wife, and her response <laughs> is so funny, and she was really receptive. So I cannot, I'm so, I love a Dear Toaster's update, and we have two other submissions from new girlies who are in need of our Fox Force 5 help. So that'll be at the end of the show. Great. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I love an update. Oh my man, I love him so. He'll never know. Like the fact, like my excitement for seeing Funny Girl was like 100 out of 10. And now that there's no my man, and I knew there wasn't going to be, I thought maybe they were changing a lot of stuff with Leah, adding things, taking things out. I thought maybe they would add my man. And now my excitement's like a 50 out of 10, which is still really high, but like I'm, I'm definitely disappointed. Maybe they'll hear the cries of the fans once again. They keep trying to do things their own way and the fans are like, stop it. We know yeah. what's best for this program. Yeah. Maybe they won't add it for tonight, but maybe down the line. Well, I guess I just have to see it again. And again and again, even though you didn't do your research and you didn't see it with Beanie and you haven't watched the movie and you won't have anything to compare it to. Nothing. But that's the thing, like for me, and I know this is like a problematic statement, but that's me, you're problematic girly. Like for me, the movie Funny Girl is Leah Michelle. Like I only know what the movie is because I was such a gleek growing up. I don't really, and I know this is going to sound crazy. Like I don't identify with Barbara Streisand like whatsoever. To be honest, like I don't even really like her. Like I know gays <laughs> do not come for me. Like I am still very much an ally. I'm just personally not a Barbara girly. Like I really don't know anything about her. She's not my girl. So when I think of Funny Girl, the film, and I know it's like Barbara's role, like I am a younger person who just thinks of it as Leah Michelle's role. You so probably for- wouldn't even like the movie if you watched it. For sure. That's why I haven't, by the way. I don't even know what the movie's about. So, like, for me, the fact that moving forward, like, my one and only reference of Funny Girl will be the Broadway version with Leah Michelle. Like, I am okay with that. That's enough for you. Dianu. Okay. You've convinced me. I'm, like, like so convincing these you're, days. Yeah, you're constantly convincing me. But also, it's like, you didn't do your homework and you're telling the teacher all the reasons why. And is the teacher ever like, yeah, you shouldn't have done your homework. Well, you know what? That's what teachers get for giving out homework. Homework is such bullshit conceptually. Like I, if I ever become a teacher, which honestly, maybe I would, 
I would pray never give the, homework. Pray for these campers. Like, how do we expect the kids to uh, go into school every day, participate in activities, have a social life, spend time with their friends and family, get some time to relax and take care of their mental health, and also give them homework? Like, it's just not, it's not feasible. I'm not into homework. Well, in defense of homework, <laughs> if I may. You, by the way, I forgot I thought of something. I know who you are. Ew. You're that kid in class who's like, wait, weren't we supposed to have a pop quiz no, today? Never, never. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's no. you. I'm not. I wasn't. That, I was not that kid in class. I would never be that kid in class. But now, that's you. just like as a parent and as an adult, like there are a few things about homework that, which is why they exist. First of all, homework and activities and keeping the th the kids busy is important for the kids. Otherwise, the kids will get up to but no. But kids good. are so busy; like they have a lot going on: extracurriculars, sports, tutor tutoring. Like also, it's important for like your critical learning skills to learn something in the classroom and then go home and apply it by yourself and see if you're able to take what you learned and apply it. No, for sure, conceptually, yes. But I think like after years of us all going to school, like we realized like shit we learned in school like didn't stick. The the important things to knowing how to like, read. Like what? Knowing how to read. But that's like a learning to ride a bicycle. Like you're doing if you're telling me you're learning to read in school and then you're using your learn your your ability to read every single day in school, but not at home. You're gonna forget how to read. No, no but you get better at it. You start you start with like picture books, letter books. Then you go into like the cat in the hat type books. Then you go into the chapter books, and eventually, like you're reading Jane Eyre. It's a stage progression of reading comprehension. No, for sure. Okay, so I went to school and I literally never read Jane Eyre. Okay, you read other books. No, I really didn't. I never read the required reading. Wuthering Heights, don't know her. Dorian Gray, don't know her. So what's your point? That I am a successful, wonderful person who doesn't believe in homework. I think even knowing how to evade your homework is a skill. Oh my God. Knowing Sometimes how to... You are such a little fucking rat. <laughs> like, no, Jackie, homework is not helpful. Like, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> You're literally the, you're Miranda Cosgrove in School of Rock with the demerits and the now, gold stars. Now I am. But I wasn't when like I was in school. No, I don't think that's how you were as a student. But now like that's who you are. Okay, fine. She's keeping it's, everyone on track. There's a reason yeah, why like she's you, the manager. You went home and like Googled what a groupie is and you're going to report Ned Schneebly to the principal played by Joan Cusack. Well, it's inappropriate for the kids to be groupies for sure. <laughs> literal what is like the what is the kid version of a Karen like because you're not a Karen by any means no. but like Miranda Cosgrove was like a like a tattletales like yeah a, a tattletale. snitch snitch you're a motherfucking snitch bitch like no because I don't think I would tell the teacher that you didn't I would actually never even adult me I would never tell the teacher that I didn't do your homework I'd just be the friend that'd be like Claude this is why we should do our homework homework is cool homework is fun and then I wouldn't be your friend like for real but I'd I'm be like that so Jackie but I'm so cool and funny. You can't resist me. I would be like, guys, isn't that redheaded girl Jackie like so fucking annoying? Oh my God. No, that's She's you. She's toxic. You're the annoying girl in class. Okay, fine. You're the, I'm the annoying girl. You're the toxic girl. <laughs> Fair. Fair. We all have our strengths. So I'm ready to dive in. I don't have anything else to catch up on you. How's Roldini? How's Bryce? Oh, Bryce, et cetera. Thank you for asking about Bryce. It was a rough night for Bryce. Did you? Let's, maybe we should talk about, wait, why was it a rough night? Because he woke up, he was sleeping with mommy, which he does now, which is so gorgeous. Not every night, but most nights. And I woke up to him throwing up. And it was so, 
it was so sad. So I was like up at midnight cleaning up his throw up. Ugh. And then I just, the whole night I was just so worried about him. He seems to be okay today. He's definitely taking it easy, laying on heating pad, letting his stomach settle. But the thing is with our little angel dogs, they have very sensitive stomachs. And a lot of times they just throw up and it's not like indicative of any sort of illness. They're just like felt like throwing up, you know? Yeah. Also, he is getting a lot of extra food recently since we started solids. Like he always gets to lick down the high chair. Uh-huh. Um, Harry's always like dropping things for him. And yeah. so he is eating more. I'm not going to say like he's been a perfect angel and I don't know why right. this is happening. Right. No, you know. So I know I need to definitely keep a tighter leash on Bryce. I thought I was doing what was best for him by letting him get in, you know, a little, little bit here and there. But no, he needs regimen. He's a regimented king. He is. So he and I have that in common. That was sad for last night and tiresome for me. But yeah, that's the worst. Like when you are sleeping and you hear the. Oh, my God. And their backs are like. Yeah, it was really, really sad. Oh, poor Bryce. Well, I'm wishing him the I'm wishing him well. Please send him my best. Thank you. That will mean a lot to him. I know it will. I fucking love Bryce. He's such but a. Not as much as I love Roldini. I miss you sent me a video. And it was really tough. Like you said, I get Roldini content on the hour. Like whenever it's on demand. I'm spoiled at this point. So for something to really take my breath away in the way, not to be annoying because like nobody who's listening will ever be able to see this video. And that's what makes me feel special. Um, the way that you sent me a video of Harry riding on a golf cart with the wind in his hair. Like I, I really like I was not okay. Good. I will not be okay. Good. And good come visit <laughs> and the way I am like minutes away from kidnapping your child like he's to put it simply he's mine <laughs> well why don't you just come down here like I'm looking at the flamingos not only is Rold missing you Bryce is missing you the flamingos are missing us we put up this gorgeous wallpaper for when we're together and it's been a few weeks and they're like bitch the I've literally fuck? spent three what motherfucking you've been gone for what like six weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've spent fifty percent of the time at your fucking house, and it's not enough. Bitch, come here. I'm trying, but you know I'm settling my September calendar. Oh, okay, Lady Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at my agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that. You do that. And one, while you're looking, drop Roldini off at my house for sure. But your wenchy energy. <laughs> Yes, yes. Is I become wenchy when I have Roldini withdrawal. And I'm withdrawal from Roldini right now. And I'm pissed. I am. And that video really ignited something in me. Stop it. Seriously. Wow. This was cute. You have a house. Ha, come back. It's not funny. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. It's not fucking funny. I didn't. I know you're not happy. I know you're putting on a smile for the podcast and for the family chat. But I know you're not happy. So stop it and come back. The thing about Olivia is that Olivia is happy. I see it. There's this you a really death, think, a sadness behind those eyes. Do you really think I'm not happy? No, but for the purposes of this sketch, yes. Oh, okay. Great. No, like I know you're happy, but like not as happy as if Roldini was in my arms. You know? For that moment, yes. But overall, you have to look at the big yeah. picture. Because let's be real, like, Roldini, and I think this is probably with children in general, like, you cannot wait to get your hands on them. 
And then like your arms hurt after a couple minutes and like he's pulling your hair and it's like, can someone else take it? Right. So like to, for us to move back so that you could play with him for four minutes. 30 seconds of pleasure. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to work. I agree. Gotta look at the big picture. No lies were told. I'm glad we can agree okay. on something. <clears throat> Something. Something Today we're feeling we're feeling very. I am feeling combative. You like, just are feeling, like, arguing. You are, and I'm, I think it, and I could yield to you, seeing that this is the energy that you're putting forth. But I will be standing my contrarian ground. So, oh, you contrarian? That'll be different. Let the, the games begin, baby. Let the games begin. Let the games begin. Uh huh. She's also okay. feeling musical. Well, it's the funny girl in me, which is a great segue into our first story. It is. So without further ado, do, 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 here. Where are you? Bruno needs his auntie. Do, 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 do. Where is Bruno? He's not feeling well. Do, 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 do. Where is Thrice? Thrice he needs his mama. Do, 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 do. Where is do? He never comes to work anymore. You know, can I tell you why? Yeah. Um, in our new, like, we have a very new schedule since going remote. Obviously, you guys have noticed, especially on YouTube, it takes us a little bit longer to get the episodes True. up. True. So I'm physically in the studio, like, doing shit until past two o'clock. And two o'clock is when Theo's walk is. So I don't want to disturb his walk. So, like, it would... It would ruin his whole day, That's but so like true. it's so annoying. So true. My new schedule doesn't work for Tiggs. This is problematic. It, speaking of problematic, great segue into our first story, Lee Michelle. Without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast side stories that you do, 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 need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling, and a therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It is convenient, accessible, affordable, and it's done entirely online. You'll get matched with the therapist after filling out a brief survey. And the great part about it is that it's really easy to switch therapists if you're not vibing with the first one. It's super common to like shop around um, until you land on someone that you really like. BetterHelp is great because you can chat with your therapist via video, um, phone call, messaging, anything like that. And BetterHelp is just there for you to give you the tools that you need to be the best version of yourself. When you want to be a better problem sol solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash toast to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Legacy Box. They make reclaiming your glory days as easy as one, two, three. So Legacy Box is easily the company that I get the most messages about. Be like, what was that company? What was the code? So what's great about Legacy Box is that you can use the code today and send it in when you're ready. So make sure to just note this down. There is limited supplies available. Legacy Box is going to take your aging VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, 8 millimeter film, physical photos, and professionally digitize everything by hand. They have a 110,000 square foot production campus right here in America, where you'll get everything back on a thumb drive, a DVD, or the cloud. So they are taking your old childhood memories. You know, we're all aging out. A lot of us were VHS girlies. We grew up in the VHS age. And all those memories of like precious family moments, loved ones who maybe have passed, are just sitting on VHS tapes and getting them digitized 
It sounds like a big undertaking. It's so easy. Legacy Box literally sends you everything you need, the label, and you just send it in. They'll email you along the way with updates on what's going on, and you can choose whether to get it back in a thumb drive. Um, we chose a thumb drive, but you can also choose a DVD or the cloud. So it's super safe. They're going to safeguard your family's legacy, and you can relax knowing that your irreplaceable moments are going to be easily viewed, shared, and passed on for future generations. Your memories are meant to be relived, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. Convert your tapes to digital so you can take them anywhere safely. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. At this special price, there's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. Visit LegacyBox.com toast to shop their $9 tape sale. That's LegacyBox.com toast to unlock this morning toast first offer. So that's LegacyBox.com toast. Great. Okay, our first story, Leah Michelle receives six standing ovations at her first performance of Funny Girl, four before intermission and two in the second act. Leah Michelle received a standing ovation Tuesday night before she even said a word at her highly anticipated first performance in Broadway's Funny Girl. The actress made her triumphant return to the boards after a 13-year absence stepping into the role of Fanny Bryce in the musical revival, now playing New York City's August Wilson Theater. Cheering her on was an electric crowd of friends and fans alike from her best friend, Jonathan Groff, to their fellow mm -hmm. Spring Awakening co-stars, John Gallagher Jr. and Gideon Glick. Actor Zachary Quinto was also in attendance, as was Tony mm -hmm. winner Harvey Firestein, mm -hmm. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, and prolific producer Ryan Mur Murphy from Glee and Scream Queens, where he worked with Leah Michelle. And wow, it was star-studded. I only saw that Ryan Murphy and Jonathan Groff were there. Yeah. In fact, the crown went so wild for Leah Michelle, she received a total of four standing ovations before before the end of Act 1, including one after the show's signature tune, Don't Rain on My Parade. Another two followed in the show's second act. At intermission, the aisles were packed with audience members gushing about Michelle's vocals, her comedic timing, and the all-around excitement in the house. Harvey Firestein said, I haven't had a night like this in the theater in years. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I have so many thoughts. The first is, this is so appropriate because yesterday we were literally talking about standing ovations and how like in certain circles, they've become like fucking meaningless. Like everyone just does it. Um, and on Broadway, I would say like 10 out of 10 times at the end of the show when everyone's bowing, like every, no matter the show, like you're getting a standing ovation. Yes. But to get a standing ovation multiple times in the middle of the show is like kind of unheard of. Yeah. And it's so spectacular. And I'm so, I mean, none of this is surprising to me. This was clearly the role that Leah was born to play. We've all known this for so long. People tried to ignore it. But, you know, the universe is going to do what the universe is going to do. And it was meant to happen this way. I'm not surprised at all that the reviews are literally 10 out of 10. She was incredible. A lot of what you just read from that New York Post article, like, it's giving, like, old Hollywood. Like, it's like, a night at the theater. This is what, like, New York needs. If Harry Styles was talking about this show, he would say it just feels like a show at the theater, right. like a real right, like show a, where you go to the theater. To the theater, like a, like a show. Yeah, it feels like a show. It's so exciting. As someone, obviously, who has tickets and is going tonight and is so fucking excited. Um, I'm happy for Leah Michelle. I think she's had, you know, a rough couple of years. Professionally. Professionally. Yeah, personally, she's thriving. She's married. She had a baby. Mm -hmm. Um... Obviously, we all know about her big scandal. She took some time off. I do think that's why she wasn't offered the role at first, even though they keep, you know, saying that production, you know, assumed that she wasn't ready to get back to work because she had recently had a baby. Um, Leah is Two going along years with that ago. too. No, when they when they chose Beanie. Okay. Her baby Leah is, is too. Leah's going along with that narrative as well. 
um, saying like, and, and she did, like she had a really tough pregnancy. She was on bed rest for her first trimester. Um, so they're all like kind of saying that as the reason because now that it's, now that it's done and we see Leah, like there's really even more questions as to why it wasn't her from the beginning. Do you beginning think that's the truth though? That she didn't get the role at first because... No. Okay, okay. I think that... Though if, if she really d- turned it down because she was busy with new mama life, like that's so respectable, but... Of course, and totally understandable. I think like, that's a lie. For Leah, right, like for Leah, the opportunity to reprise the role, be eligible for the Tony is something I think she might have struggled with, you know, the decision of whether or not to do it, like, as it pertained to motherhood, but she would have done it. Like, we know Leah is extremely ambitious, especially as it relates to this role. Right, like, okay. She would have done but it. But I'm glad that they've come to some sort of, you know, party Lie. line about why she didn't get it at first, and yeah. that they're all working together to pull the wool over our eyes, but it's not working. Yeah. No, I mean, it is sad that she won't be eligible for the Tony, but I think, like, this critical acclaim, this, like, everyone fawning, like, even people who dislike her admitting that she was incredible, like, I think, honestly, in a lot of ways, that's just as good as a Tony, especially for someone who's, like, been canceled and is now coming back. But she'll be eligible for a Tony at some point, no? For this. No, I never. No, I do believe... I do believe you're only eligible when you reprise the role. Like when the show first comes out, like the Lion King can't win a Tony right now. Really? Yeah. I'm like almost a hundred percent sure. That's not right. No, I know. Which is why a lot of people like saw it as a slap in the face to Leah. But you know what? Like everything happens the way that it's meant to happen. This is definitely her comeback and she's probably overjoyed. I mean, I saw, I tried not to watch like any footage, but obviously somebody leaked Don't Rain on My Parade. I did not watch it, but I did watch her bow at the end and she was sobbing. Like this is an amalgamation of so many yeah. things. Like one, a comeback from a scandal is so hard. Um, I think it's much harder for a woman usually. So there's that. She's a mom now. So everything just like means more. This is the role 20 years in the making. Like it's extremely emotional for her. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that the uh, the person who plays Fanny's mom is Tova Felcha. She just started the role too. She, I love her. Leah. She's from. Um, I know we never watched it. Crazy Ex Girlfriend. But apparently, the crowd was w- going wild for both Hootin of them. Hooting and hollering. Hooting and hollering. So you'll see I'm her tonight. So excited! Like it's it's and you know what? It's only the second night. There is a matinee today, so it will be Leah's third show. I'm just, I don't think like a lot of celebs are going to be at the matinee. I'm like really curious who's going to be at the show tonight. Yeah. What are you going like to wear? Andy Cohen. What are you going to wear? I don't know. I didn't get anything and like I should have. I might go to like Zara today. I need like a cute dress. You do. You need to wear a seamla. You need to pay respect to the theater. You can't go there like wearing toast merch. I'm sorry. I mean, I could because like it's, it's literally shop. No, Chanel. I know. But com. like that's a, I, I think people, especially it's night. Like I think everyone's oh, going to be glamorous. dressed up. Yeah. I'm going to wear heels. Like, it is raining, but I am going to wear, like, a nice outfit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I really can't say anything other than the fact that, like, I'm so excited. And I'm also, like, happy for Leah Michelle. Everyone deserves a second chance, no matter who you are. Even though I was refreshing Twitter, like, during the show, wanting to see what people were saying. And there was, like, one reporter who was there. It was, like, third standing ovation, fourth stand. Like, he was giving us. And the way people are, like, so unforgiving of Leah Michelle, or just, like, people in general who they deem to have been, like, problematic, it's so sad. Like, okay, she was a wench. She got literally so famous when she was 16 and decided to make it everyone else's problem. And... I just think we need to have a little bit more grace, honestly. A hundred percent. No, people are just jealous and wenchy. 
and they don't and like they're don't pay them any mind she's no i know i just was shocked that like that's still i mean it was twitter which is like where miserable people go to exist so i but i just was shocked at like the sheer volume of like that that many tweets with that narrative yeah yeah like she's been severely humbled let's give her a chance totally and it's clear that she's earned it and she's yeah. she's doing she's great for, she's the right woman for the job so you know it's say what you want but i don't remember this sort of fanfare for beanie no and that's i don't I, remember the governor showing up i just i hope beanie wherever she is today is doing okay yeah uh vogue followed uh lee michelle around i think yesterday or the day before and like photographed her and did like a little interview and they were obviously like trying to get juicy and she is not she is not giving people Leah Michelle she's not giving people anything as it pertains to Leah as I mean as it pertains to Beanie as it pertains to not getting the role at first as it pertained to the reading literally the I reading think that this, I think that the reading okay I think I don't know why I'm sitting like this but I'm like getting really impassioned I think that like this whole thing Leah Michelle can't read is like the lowest form of comedy it's literally not funny she obviously can read she memorized an entire script for the show for glee for 10 years like it's so fucking stupid and people who keep making the jokes are genuinely people who are not funny and like it was funny what sorry like when we discovered that theory three years ago like it was kind of funny but we moved on because we're normal um and the people who created the theory those podcasters like they're funny but now it's like it's not funny anymore and i i think like it bothers me so much however I don't think anything has ever been handled worse than Leah Michelle has handled this thing because not only has she been asked about it like very few times, her answers are always terrible. And most recently she said that she's like, people are only saying this because she's a woman and the way I hate that fucking answer. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. And people aren't like making fun of her, like because she's a woman. Yeah. I just, not that she needs to, you know, prove anything to anyone but if this conspiracy theory really bothers her, and I'm sure it, it really comes up for her now anytime there's like a Leah press, yeah. press conversation, it's like, why not just read for us and just show us you can read? What if you just read? read? <laughs> I'm sure that's why Ben loves her, though. Oh, my God. That is why Ben is so excited, because she's also a woman who doesn't promote literacy. Uh, you know what? Like, it doesn't bother me um, that people still talk about it. I do still see some funny stuff about it. And I just think she should read for us. Do a live reading. Because there's also, like, I, did you see that video of her at an award show where she announced the winner and she didn't read the card? Yeah, no. And did you also see, like, the memes going around? You know, she released a book, yes, but it's like a journal. Yes. It's a journal where you have to read and write, not her. <laughs> it's still funny, I yeah. think. And, like, I think she just should do a live reading, put it to bed. Of course she read scripts for Glee and for Funny Girl, but she also could have done, like, audio. So yeah for sure but like i've had enough it's like not funny it's like it's just one she of those just, jokes she doesn't let it die no because she because she won't address it because she won't and read think, for us no i think that she thinks it's so insulting that like to even yes, dignify it with a response would be beneath her and i get it but she's making it worse yes and she's continuing it yes yes but i do think it's really a innocuous conversation yeah. And I, I can sense that it bothers her, but it's very 
moronic. Yeah. Neutral. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. There seems to be major trouble in paradise between Tom Brady and Giselle. Um, okay. And they could be heading for divorce is what the, the papers are saying. The way I'm so shook by this, and I sent you this story last night because I wanted to talk about it today, and the way I found out about this story is the most psychotic thing ever. Do you want to hear? Ben? Zach Shapiro was like, I cannot believe Tom Brady and Giselle, and I felt like a weird, like a loser, so I went on Twitter and Googled it, and that's when I found the Page Six article, and I was like, not Zach Shapiro breaking news to me. I was on FaceTime with Olivia last night, too, and he started talking about Tom and Giselle. I already knew it, but I was like, Oh, wow that traveled to you really quickly like because this right. is fresh news and it's also and he was like how did I not how did he not know about this I'm like because it's not confirmed it's right, still the rumor mill but they're saying that there's they could be headed for divorce because Giselle's upset that he unretired at the time he retired to focus on family and mm-hmm. his personal life and then you know backtracked to not focus on family not focus on his personal life and this is allegedly not working for Giselle she went to Costa Rica to take a break from him and now they're saying there's major marital tensions and they could be heading for a divorce I I know I'm like constantly in denial Mm -hmm. but I don't believe this yeah I mean this is like and I think why Zach Shapiro is so verklempt and like a lot of people are is because much like Karen Huger's marriage, like this marriage is really an institution. It's like they've been together forever. And obviously in Hollywood, anything goes. But when two people have been together for so long, like you just kind of forget about them. Like they're set and they're solid. Like the possibility of them getting divorced never even crossed my mind is something that could happen because they've just been together forever. Yeah. Also, he unretired so many months ago. So wouldn't that have been the time to take a break, go to Costa Rica? Like now it's months and months later. They haven't settled this. Or maybe it's because football season's about to start. Oh, Sunday night. And it's fresh. And he's like practicing a lot. And she's like, stop. I don't know if I believe this, but I do kind of see how like as a wife, when your husband retires, like, and money's no object, your husband retires to spend time with his family and then changes his mind six months later. Hurtful. Like, that's kind of a, a hurtful. Hurtful. Yeah. It's hurtful. So, I don't know. While it does sound, like, unrealistic, the core reason for it is not crazy. No, not crazy at all. I just, given that they're such an institution, they're such a team, she's had his back. Like, she's forever the most ride-or-die wife, I think, yeah. in, in the industry. That there's such a disconnect on this is very surprising. Yeah. I mean, I like when I saw the headline, I couldn't even read. I'm like, these words don't make sense. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but I hope it's not. I hope it's not. Beautiful family. I just, I don't believe it. I I guess we'll have to see what happens on Sunday night. We'll have to see. Oh, Sunday night. You know what I was thinking? Is that song on Spotify? The NBC version? I'm going to guess no. It should but be. It, Sometimes but it, those theme songs are on available to stream. Sunday but it night. is a real Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert song. Oh, something bad. Yeah. So you could get a version of it, but they're not singing about Sunday night. They're singing about something bad. I don't think bad. so. Because they also only have like a 30 second version of it. It's not like a three minute song. No, when you watch the whole thing, she's like running from room to room. There's all these like teams she's talking about like it's a real song but like the whole it's like a music video yeah two verses two choruses and a bridge I don't know about the bridge but definitely Mm. two verses and two choruses 
Well, you could you know what you could do? You could be like really janky, rip it from YouTube, put it in your iTunes and listen to like it. Like back in the day. Yeah, like download LimeWire. Yeah. No, it's like now it's like YouTube MP3 converter. Yeah, dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah, we're pretty big into tech. What can we say? We're AV girlies. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from Tom and Giselle, I just hope this, this, this isn't true. And even if it is true that they're able to get past it. Right. Marriages are tough. I don't know if this is worth ending it over. So maybe they're just going through a rough patch. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Are you ready for our next story? I really, truly, deeply, madly am. It is a twofer. Are you ready for a twofer? Mm-hmm. Subset A and B. We're going to start with Courtney's subset. Courtney Kardashian is launching a new brand called Lemmy. So Courtney posted on Instagram yesterday some sickening visuals of a new brand that she's launching Stunning. called Lemmy. It's her sitting in a really cute plini chair with a jersey that says Lemmy, pink thigh high boots. It was like very Kylie aesthetic energy and it said it's like something's coming you know subscribe for the notifications the brand's called lemmy and then l-m-m-e like, which so- is i think such a cute name i mean i don't know what the product is so i don't know if it's gonna be a good name but i think like it's a it's a good word it's like very it is. topical i like it and i think Le- and it's let me live right and i think that's so her brand like i'm just living life let me live right right so it's gonna be like let me live and it's making me think it's like products in which to live with yeah so uh they're, they haven't dropped what the actual company I'm is. So and a lot curious. of people, a lot of people are making horrible predictions. Like she's sitting on a chair; it must be furniture. Like no, it's literally just one photo. Like we don't like. There's probably nothing in the product that even. I'm mean, nothing in the photo that resembles a product. We have to remember who Courtney is. Yes, we do. She is a wellness girly. She has poosh. Like whatever she does has to work with poosh. And this is giving like Ollie vitamins, like gummies, supplements, matcha, powder, vital proteins. Okay, but if she was launching a line of consumer products in the wellness space, why wouldn't it just be poosh branded? Because that brand is strong in the wellness space. For sure. Maybe it's because she prefer to avoid being compared to goop because goop does goop supplements like i don't know i don't know if it's that uh, my prediction even though i don't think this is what it is but if i have to guess i i feel like it could be a line of like organic foods like i can see her doing that but from a business perspective like i don't know how that's gonna make her a billionaire you know yeah let me let me let me get some. Let me live. Like, no, but if I, it's like let me live, then it's like live products for living, products in which to live. But then you also <laughs> need to think about all the other Kardashian associated brands. Like let me live. I was thinking like maybe it could be like home, but then there's like safely. You know, yeah. Maybe she would do like, but that doesn't stop them from crossing over. We had Kylie Cosmetics and KKW Beauty. Like yes, but that's because the girls are makeup icons like they're not cleanliness icons like if they both came out with a surface cleaner it would be fucking weird is kkw beauty ever coming back i don't know like what about the body foundations what are we supposed to do without them i don't i'm running low i don't know and that's not right to get us hooked on a product and then i agree hooked on phonics and then take it away away. no no information no goodbyes no telling us like where it was manufactured so i could buy you know the the what was that brand that was the same as Kylie, same fact. Color pop. Color pop. The 
interesting thing about this is that, and I'm sure this was intentional, the way that they're like dropping hints and people are just like genuinely curious, like it's such good marketing for the brand. And it's driving me nuts. It's, I also thought maybe it would be like sex positive, like plastic free, like vibrators. Because the logo on the Instagram is like this like rubber, like yeah. material, looks like silicone. It's giving vibrator. Unless it's like silicone dishes and plates that are like non-toxic baking you know, like caraway. caraway home vibes. And I love my caraway. I really don't know. I like, feel like that could be it. Non-toxic cookware and things in which to live and eat plates. Like how, you know, what babies have like the silicone. No, I get it. Yeah, I, I'm going to stick with like collagen powders, supplements, gummies. She's like, you know, herbal queen. Okay, Teas. I'm sticking with my guess, which is. Um, not necessarily food, but things to eat your food with that are non-toxic. No, that's a good idea, but I think mine's better. So Faraway. Faraway. No, it would be Caraway with a K. <laughs> also, she's doing a collaboration with Boohoo, which was also announced yesterday to much less fanfare. Uh, okay. The sustainability ambassador is Kourtney Kardashian. She's coming out I with have thought sustainable line at Boohoo. While I commend Boohoo's efforts to be sustainable because like they're one of those like top five fast fa- fast fashion companies that are literally destroying the planet, this feels so off brand for Courtney. I was like so shook. One because she's like so you know clean cons- like conservation environmental girly, and Boohoo is like the worst of the worst. Yeah, and like it just felt random. Yeah, well, I mean, unless she's going to clean up their whole act, in which case that right. That just seems like a really big endeavor. She's not. It's just like her line is going to be like a little less bad for the planet. It's It was kind of like giving fraudulent energy. Yeah, especially when she has this big thing kicked off. Also, I want to mention right. that she has filed a trademark for the brand um, with the production of, quote, bags, purses, totes, wallets, clutches, and clothing with additional categories including games, toys, and sporting goods. Wait, what? So... That doesn't necessarily tell us anything. Maybe she wants to like cover every category and it could be like, you know, a subset of clothing. Mm-hmm. Like what if it's like, you know. Merch. Could be like lingerie. Or it's like a cool brand that she makes up of like whatever vitamins and then they make merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. That is unique. I hope we get answers soon. I know. I feel like it's going to be a while. Well, you, if you want to... Getting your notifications on. Lemmylive.com. Lemmylive.com. Okay. I'm really, I like my guess. I feel good I like about mine. It. Okay, good. Good. Because it's, it's, it's the one you got. got. And then subset B of Kardashians launching new brands. Kim is launching a private equity firm, Skakakai Partners, to help budding entrepreneurs. So Kim is expanding her ever-growing resume once more. The Skims founder is launching a new private equity firm alongside a former partner at Carlisle Group, Inc., Jay Sammons, the Wall Street Mm. Journal, reported on Wednesday. Now, Carlisle Group sounds familiar because they're the group that helps Scooter Braun buy Taylor's Masters. Masters. So that's just an interesting factoid. The firm is called Sky Partners, S-K-K-Y, KK for Kim Kardashian. Not sure if you guys knew that. The Thank firm, you. <laughs> the firm will make investments in areas like consumer media and entertainment businesses, consumer products, luxury hospitality, and digital commerce and media. The outlet explained, according to a post from an Instagram account for the company, the firm will focus on both control and minority investments in high-growth market-leading consumer and media companies. 
Okay, like not to make the this toast about us. I thought the same thing instantly. We are ready to be invested into. Spread my legs. I'm a, ready. We're literally a consumer media company. We're high growth. And I don't know what other consumer media companies that are big enough out there that aren't already purchased. That aren't that, taking investments. Right. Like Barstool is got their investors. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're, you know, the only free agent. We can be bought, Kim. We can be bought. We c- can just want to let you know, like, Skakai hasn't reached out to us. No, but you know but what? I have a feeling they're gonna. Me too. I do feel as though this business venture is, like, a great idea. I figured it was probably something Kim already did. Like, she's always investing in stuff. Remember when she, she was, like, a co-owner of Lumi, the phone cases that right. she helped make famous? Like, she's been doing this on a small scale for so long. I just figured she definitely had her own fund in some way. But now that she's doing it as, like, a public-facing thing, which obviously makes sense because that's her superpower, it's smart. Like, genius... Yeah, and she'll invest in brands that she promotes, ensuring their success. Very, very cool. Yeah. I look forward to seeing what she invests in. Honestly, they said they were going to, like, make an investment announcement by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, that it's really, like, a win-win because not only are you getting an investment for your company, which is great, but you're also now on this, like, global scale of being one of Kim Kardashian's brands that she believes in, and it's just going to – even that, it's like going on Shark Tank, but it's honestly bigger. No, it reminds me of, like, Ashton Kutcher because now yeah. he's, we mostly know him a lot as an investor, investor. from Shark Tank and everything. But at the time, it's like he'll invest in your brand, he'll give it the money that it needs, he'll give it the legs, and it's a whole machine. So I actually think that this is, though surprising – Genius, not surprising. Yeah. I'm ready for Kim on Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. It's like enough already. No, that's where we're headed with this. I know. Kim Kardashian of Skakai Ventures joins right. the tank. Right. First pitch, TNN. Good morning, sharks. We are looking for and a one 600. Sh- and one Sharkette. We are, no, well, there's other Sharkettes too, Jackie. Like, well, not on every that. episode, of course, because the men stay, but they rotate out the no, women. But, but there's usually at least one, there has to be one woman. So there's never not Lori or Barbara. So it's two Sharkettes minimum, maybe okay. three. Sharks and Sharkettes. Good morning, Sharks. And we Sharkettes. Are seeking, we are seeking a $600 million investment for a 1% stake in our company, The Morning Toast, where we're literally geniuses and everything we do is perfection. And we don't really need to explain ourselves further because if you don't know the toast, you're an irrelevant ugly and um, a big-faced wench. Yeah, what she Thank said. Thank you. Um, just watch an episode, give us a call, have a spritz, and we'll talk. Yeah, we have many revenue streams. We are extremely business savvy. As Lori would say, we're heroes, not zeros. And we're just going to make you money and us money. And that's the dream, the American dream. And we are available for Beyond the Tank segments. I love the Beyond the Tank segments. I know. We will participate. Eagerly. So this is cool. I'm very curious. What do you think about the Carlisle group? Is it just a quinky dink? I think it's a coincidence. Like, people are like, the Carlisle Group. It's literally one of the biggest, like, uh, what are they even? Like, private wealth management? Pri- like Private equity firm. Yeah, like, it's it's like a Blackstone. It's Taylor Swift and Kim. Like, they don't own it. It's like one of the world's biggest funds of money. So, like, if Kim is going to do something top tier, she's going to go to Carlisle Group. Same way Scooter Braun needed money. He was top tier, went to. I don't think it has anything to do with each other. Everyone just keeps trying to make these moments happen between the two, and, like, they're not going to happen. Stop. No, they're not going to happen, but it's possible that Kim and Scooter are both, like, they're in the same circles. Kanye used to work with Scooter. They're good friends. So maybe, like, she even knows about it just from her time with him. 
Or like they're both just like really rich and really rich people go to the best place and the best place is Carlisle. Perhaps. That's like two celebrities. That's like two celebrities eating at Craig's. Not because they both went, but because that's where the good people eat. Do you think that this is the private equity man who Chloe was seeing? Oh. The thought literally never occurred to me. But the answer is a hundred percent yes. Okay, but now, now Kim I need to is take going a better look at him. Hold on, he's handsome. Now Kim is going into business with Chloe's ex. Then maybe it was amicable. Like if Kim was working with him and they started dating, Kim. This project has obviously been in the works for a while. Like you don't just start a VC. So Kim, he was Kim's business partner first, and then Chloe's man. So Chloe can't ask her to not work with him. Okay. Oh my God, he's so cute. By the way, like. Obsessed. He kind of looks like Shango. <laughs> he does kind of. He looks like businessman Shango. I'm obsessed. Should we follow? Should TNN follow Sky Partners so we're on their radar? Oh. Done. And also, so I thought you were going to say so we can get updates. No, so that like they're like looking for perspective. How many followers does Sky have? 23,000. And let's see how many Lemmy has. Lemmy. What was Well, Sky has barely been launched. Same with Lemmy. No, but Courtney posted about Lemmy. I think I saw on Liz Heights Instagram that Kim posted about Sky and then deleted it. Lemmy has 55. Cuz that's 24 hours of promotion whereas this I don't know what happened with the launch, but Kim deleted her promotion of it. I don't think she was ready. Yeah, she ready. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Wow, we're only on story four with all these Damn. subsets. Um, but it's some gorgeous news because Guy Fieri's on the cover of People Magazine talking about making family his first priority and his calling to give back. The way I know nothing about Guy Fieri's personal life, he's a wife, kids, tell me. Which is why we need him on the toast and which is why he's a dream guest of ours. Like, nobody knows the real Guy. We would get down to the nitty gritty. Guy, like you've never seen him before. Hashtag, who's the real Guy Fieri? Let's get him on. Hundred percent. Um, so anyways, on the cover of this week's people, Guy Fieri's opening up about raising his sons to be self sufficient, philanthropy, and his new food network show, Guy's Ultimate Game Night. He says, quote, I think that I've definitely mellowed. He swathed head to toe black wearing his favorite chain necklace embossed with a skull and the chef's hat, chunky silver rings, his trademark goatee, and a thick thistle of spleets. Spiky bleach blonde hair, along with a mischievous smile that's daring someone to contradict him. He's Quote, so mischievous. He's mischievous. Oh, really? I needed a nap after having breakfast with you, says his publicist, taking the bait. Anyways, the mayor of Flavortown is opening up, saying, I still like to have fun, still stay busy. There are so many experiences to be had, so why not take advantage of it? Today, Fieri is one of the most powerful food celebrities in the world, anchoring six shows, including his newest, Guy's Ultimate Game Night, while running 85 restaurants, a production company, his Santo Tequila business with his pal, Sammy Hagar, and his new Knuckle Sandwich by Espinosa Cigar Line. What in knuckle the what? Knuckle Sandwich. I have to say, I literally would take several bullets for Guy Fieri. However, um, one of the worst meals I ever had was at one of his restaurants. He doesn't have good quality control. 
I mean, with 85 restaurants, it can be hard. No, I know. I know. Not every, all of them can have a guy's stamp of approval. But at least I didn't have to pay a lot. It was reasonably priced. Now, Bobby Flay, on the other hand, robbing people blind while also poisoning them. And that, stealing their recipes and knowing what's in them and then just adding the ingredients that he thinks is missing. Ambushing people in their towns, like, off to a cook-off. So wrong. So wrong. In May 2021, Guy signed a three-year contract with Food Network worth an estimated $80 million, making him the highest chef in, uh, paid chef in network history. He says, my friends, most of my friends will say I haven't changed. I think it's because when I got into television, I'd already done what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a great dad. Oh, wait, the way that he's the highest paid chef on television and literally I've never once seen him cook anything. He's... Like, more of a personality. He goes to other people's diners. He hosts guys' grocery games. Like, yeah, no, he's a professional eater. Yeah, he's not really. <laughs> Does he know how to cook? <laughs> That's a really great question. It's a great question for sure. I just won't talk anymore. I just won't. I'm sorry. I won't ask great questions anymore. I'm so sorry. Um. Anyways, if you want to know more about Guy, pick up this month's Week, sorry, it's weekly. People magazine. Mm-hmm. And oh, I will. Hope that one day he comes on the toast for a sit down interview guy like you've never seen him before. You know, yesterday we started a list of the people who can save Hollywood, and I've wanted to add two more people. Can you write this down? Because I think yes. this is a list we should actually have written down. We had Kiki Palmer, Kelly Clarkson, and Brendan Fraser. Okay. Who can save Hollywood? Kiki Palmer. Kelly. Brendan Fraser and Sadie Sink. Oh, yeah. Guy Fieri, obviously. He's so not Hollywood, though, but. I know, and that's like why he could save it, you know? Yeah. And I had a final candidate I'd like to put forth. Um, I just need your approval. Okay. Keith Urban. Ooh, sure. Because, like, he's so normal, but he's also in Hollywood because of Nicole Kidman. Like, he actually could save it. Okay. I okay, like that. Thanks. We'll continue to add to the list. Let me know if you have any suggestions. Sound off in the comments. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Which is... The final story. Do-do-do-do. Boom. Do-do-do-do-do. Boom. Boom. Do-do-do-do. Boom. It's a final story. Guy Fieri. I take a bullet for you. Oh, and by the way, that list of people who can save Hollywood is also happens to be the list of the people I would take several bullets for. Great. Love a little list crossover. You do love to see it. Okay, our next story is some biz news from the influencers. Forbes oh, yeah. has released their top creators of 2022 based on earnings. There's top 50 creators. It's not really in order of how much people earn. Oh my God, what a mess the (laughs) website was. I was literally just trying to read this dumbass article. And first of all, it made no motherfucking sense. People kept showing up multiple times. Like I just was being nosy. I didn't want to see how much money people were making. Like, let me live. No, totally. The article is a mess. The interface is a mess. The only thing we're interested in is how much everyone's making. We don't care what you think their entrepreneurship score is. You know nothing, John Snow. And this editorialized version of the top creators is not what I'm here for, but we can glean from this data who are the highest money earning creators. In- but see, I like, so in order to have made the list and for them to have put your numbers on line, you had to submit uh, paperwork like tax 
paperwork. Oh, you your did? Agents. Yes. And I also know that they did not tell the creators that the amount of money they make would be public information. Um, so that seems kind of fucked up because I'm sure a lot of people would not have wanted to participate if they knew that their, you know, salaries were going to be put online because first of all, it puts target on your back. Your house is going to get robbed. Like, I don't think many people would want other people knowing how much money they make. Um, having said that, I did find a lot of inconsistencies with the numbers. Like I, so fucked. I had a hard time believing. Let's go through it. Yeah. I don't know if we'll make it through all 50, but here's at least the top 10. I can't believe what you're just telling me. Wow. Number one is Mr. Beast earning $54 million. Um, They also have the total followers, which for him is 162 million. Average engagement, 6%. And entrepreneur score, entrepreneurship score three. So it's between one and three based on like, do all of your money come from brand deals brand and you're deals. not really like an entrepreneur or do you have multiple revenue streams, businesses that you started? Right. Do you have that entrepreneurial spirit? No, Mr. Beast um, is not only extremely entrepreneurial and philanthropic. I actually recently was just watching a video about his um, ghost kitchens. Do you know about it? No, I don't really know about a lot about him. Me neither, but I was like, oh, I was so moved by this like thing. So, you know, and I, I don't think they have it in New York, but when I'm on tour and I'm like, in my hotel room like being fat I'll always like order like some chicken tenders and everywhere I go it says Mr. Beast Ghost Kitchen and so basically what during the pandemic what he did was like start ghost kitchens where he had a menu of like really delicious like burgers chicken fat like bar food um but they didn't have any physical restaurants so they would go into like mom and pop restaurants train the employees and make them official ghost kitchens for Mr. Beast and then Mr. Beast would promote his Mr. Beast kitchen in Minneapolis and give this mom and pop shop like tons of revenue and help them not lay off cuts, lay off employees during the pandemic. And it became huge. I think there's like hundreds of locations now. It was actually like, like he didn't do it to make money. He has more money than God. Like he was really doing it to help people. It was really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I think he maybe, I think maybe the clip I watched, he was on Joe Rogan talking about it. I think it was a podcast. I can't remember which one though. Yeah. They, they mentioned in the Forbes article, they also like sat down with everyone that it, all 50 creators. I think there was a photo shoot and a video interview. Um, so very involved and to not tell them they were going to publish their salaries again is extremely fucked. So I just heard that from a few people who were on the list. So I don't want to like no, be slanderous. I, but. I feel like that's a good source. Number yeah. two, and he's number one by a mile. He was $54 million in earnings. Number two is Charlie D'Amelio at $17.5 million, also earning an entrepreneurship score of three. Yeah, she has a lot of businesses. She makes the ring lights. She obviously does social media. She does brand deals. She has the reality show. She's going on Dancing with the Stars. I believe entrepreneurial three, yes. For sure. She has her clothing brand, brand social tourist, Hulu show, Snap show, and then also brand deals, Invisalign, Morphe, Duncan. She's yeah. still posting her dances. Yeah, she's a little entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Number three, Alex Cooper, $20 million. Also entrepreneurship Spotify. score of three. But obviously we all know, $60 million deal with Spotify, $20 million right. a year. Where's right. that? Right. Uh, number four, fuck Jerry, $30 million. See, again, it's not in monetary order. No, it makes no motherfucking sense because so it's then not that make fuck Jerry number two. two. Wild. Yeah, That's no. why this list is a mess. Loathe that person whose name you just mentioned. However, 
great business between the board games. You got to respect the hustle, um, even if you don't respect the person. So Entrepreneurship score of three. Three. Well-deserved. Happy for him. Rolling in the dough. Woo-hoo. Number five, Emma Chamberlain. $12 million. Entrepreneurship score of three. For sure. She yes. has multiple brands. Podcast. She does the Vogue interviews. She's an influencer for different fashion brands. Yeah. She's, she's three. Number six, Huda Catan, $13 million, entrepreneurship score of three. So this is where I feel like the numbers in this thing make no sense. Um, Huda Catan is literally the Charlotte Tilbury of the Middle East. Like her brand, and it's huge in America too, yeah. but like in, because she lives in Dubai, in the Middle East, it's enormous. So I don't know. It just sounds like too little. Yeah, the brand has expanded into skincare and all sorts of cosmetic goodies, retailing direct to consumer and in stores like Sephora around the world, helping her reach a net worth of $400 million, making her one of the richest self-made women in the world. So how was her earnings $13 million? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Great question. That's a great question. I felt like the numbers on this were either so high for some people and so low for other people. Yeah. Number seven, Rhett and Link at $30 million. I I don't know don't them. know them. Uh, they have a YouTube comedy channel. Cool. Number eight, Kabi Lame, $10 million. TikToker. Of course. New face of Hugo Boss. I just saw him in Bloomingdale's when me and Ben were shopping. It was so crazy. Um, what's his entrepreneurial score? Three. I think to be in the top 10, you have to have a score of three. One, it's hard to make that much money just on like one revenue stream alone. Mm -hmm. And two, maybe you make a lot of money on brand deals or whatever, but they wouldn't put you in the top 10 if you're not an entrepreneurial spirit girly. Yeah. Number nine, Addison Ray, $8.5 million. Her number felt low. I feel like between, and what's her entrepreneurial score? Three. She has a yeah. lot of businesses. Of course. She acts. She does social media. She does brand deals. She started Item Beauty. She does like different capsule collections. She's definitely an entrepreneur. I just felt like 8.5. And by the way, it's important to note that these figures are for 2021. So for what they made in the calendar year last year. And I just felt like last year was her biggest year yet. And I don't know, especially when you now compare to other, now we're getting to, into numbers, um, from other people who are similar to Addison. And it's like, she definitely made more than them, you know? Yeah, totally. And number 10, which is why this list is such a crock of shit, is Jake Paul earning $45 million with an entrepreneurship score of two. Now that's yeah. offensive. No, it's just like, it's it's a bias because Jake Paul, whether you like it or not, is literally beyond entrepreneurial. I was just watching this video. I don't know. He was like, came out with his tech company. He obviously does the boxing. You don't get to make $45 million every year from a YouTube channel if you're not extremely entrepreneurial. No, so. and he should with this number, he should be at number two. And his entrepreneurship score is a number three. What doesn't Jake Paul do? He's also like, there's the stuff that we see that he does. And then mm-hmm. there, I think he also does a ton of other stuff. In Bitcoin. Like, yeah, no, that just seems like an intentional slight against Jake Paul. For sure. Yeah. Shall we keep going? Yeah. Next is Mark Edward Fishback, Marky Plier. No clue. No clue. Uh, he. You could skip the people we don't know for the oh, sake of time. Okay, great. Okay, number 12, we don't know. Number 13, you don't know. Number 14, Patrick Starr. Oh, $15 yes. million. That sounds right. His beauty company, One Size, is so popular. Actually, I used their setting spray this morning. Number 16, the bias strikes again. Danielle Bergoli at $51 million. She should be number Say two. Say what you want. She should be number two. Entrepreneurship score is a one, even though she owns and operates her OnlyFans channel. 
Right. And she does. Uh, also. She has a beauty company. To go from being like the cash me outside yes. girl on Dr. Phil to $51 million in one year. You need a ton of fucking entrepreneurial spirit. 100%. Lie, this is really frustrating. I didn't even realize some of this stuff. This is really such lies. What? Because she's yeah. not Forbes approved. Right. No, totally. Because she's considered lowbrow. I think the same could be said for Jake Paul. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But like, we didn't ask you. What you know, we just want the f- the figures. We want the facts and we want the figures. Number yeah. 17 then is Josh Richards at $5 million. I feel like he would make more, but okay. Yeah. Number 18, Marcus Brownlee from YouTube. No clue. 19, 20, 21, Dixie D'Amelio, $10 million. That sounds accurate. Mm-hmm. 22, new toaster, Danny Austin Ramirez, $8.2 oh million. Okay. I saw this 8.2. I need to talk to Danny Austin. Um, question mark. Yeah. Well, I think a big stream for her is Divi, which is the, uh, like her hair care hair brand. Care. I've used it for postpartum hair loss. It's a scalp serum. And what's crazy is like, it's a brand, it's a whole line, but it's really just that one serum. And right. That like launched it. Yeah. Forbes reported that she had $23 million in sales to date. Well, also, and I know this is only considering money from 2021, but I saw a lot about Danny Austin. Obviously, I became familiar with her a few weeks ago when she became a toaster, and I just, like, love to see it. Then, you know the, um, like, the water bottles that everyone's obsessed with, Stanley? Yeah. So they released, like, their new generation, and they, like, did the collab with Danny Austin exclusively, like, on commission, and, like, they literally, I'm sure in one day she made a million dollars. Wow. It was so crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, number 25, our first fashion girly here, Ami Song at $2.8 million. I'm sorry, to still be on that list when you have been like at the top of the blogger game for 10 years is so impressive. Yeah. Like she stays relevant. Good for her. There are a couple fashion people on the list. This would make her the number one. She has an entrepreneurship score of three. But like, where's Kiara? Kiara. Jinx. Where's Kiara? Then Desi yeah. Perkins is number 26 at $12 million. Tracks. Bretman Rock is number 27 at $6 million. Bretman Rock is the best influencer of all time, period. Like, I don't know anyone funnier or makes better content or literally, like, I don't even know. I would say he started as a beauty influencer. Now he just does whatever the fuck he wants. And, like, it's so funny. I love Bretman Rock. He's a personality like then. He makes more than $6 million. Like, he's literally, every, he's he comes up on my TikTok every single day, Google partnership. Like, more. Noah Beck, number 28, $4.5 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camila Coelho, $2.5 mm-hmm. million, number 30, another fashion girl. Both her and Ami have lines with Revolve. Yeah. Number 32, Tinks, $11 million with an entrepreneurship sure. score of one. But sure. How, how, how would Brett Man Rock make $6 million and Tinks made $11 million? Right, unless like, she has other her, businesses, which would make her entrepreneurship score higher. So that What's her entrepreneurship score? One. So what, they're saying she's she, $11 million in brand deals? Right, she doesn't have any businesses of her own. Like, it's just brand deals. And, well, I guess it's from 2021. She went through, like, a major scandal, and I don't think she gets brand deals anymore. Um, but in 2021, she did. But I don't... See, this is where I felt like the the list really started to make no sense. Like, Bretman Rock making $6 million. Number 33, Ricky Thompson, $2.5 million. Same thing. Like, Ricky Thompson is... Like, brands are obsessed with him. He is has so many followers. But he has an entrepreneurship score of three. Oh, but from what? What does it say in the description? I feel like he just does brand deals. 
He's 3 million followers on TikTok, has done sponsored content for brands like YSL Beauty, Montclair, and Marc Jacobs. He also is a regular face of Coach Campaigns. Oh, has he an exclusive, also has a Spotify. Uh, a Spotify podcast, yeah. We Said What We Said, and is starring in his first feature film, Good Morning with Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, and Dove Cameron. Ooh, I feel like that fantastic. would be a level two entrepreneurial. Yeah, when that just doesn't make sense if Tinks has $11 million and an entrepreneurship score of one. That's right. just incongruous. Right, no, like I felt like this whole chart was confusing to me. Then number 36, your girl Michaela, $2.4 million. Right. Okay, so this is where the list officially became nonsense to me because I heard Michaela Nagaro, if you want to work with her, she's booked two years out in advance. She has 13 million followers on TikTok. She is easily the most influential person on the platform. She is certainly the most influential person in the beauty space. She does partnerships. She is so motherfucking rich. It's like multiple ads a day from premium ass companies. You're telling me she made what? $2.4 million. But, and I don't know why I'm like focused on Tinks, but like Tinks making $11 million. Like, with an entrepreneurship just, score of one, I just want to say, and they didn't, re- if she does have other businesses, they didn't reference them. They talked about her brand deals, her podcast, and her Chipotle bowl that's named after her. So that was an entrepreneurial score of three, you're saying? Yes. Maybe it was more like they sat down with the person and like got a vibe of like their entrepreneurial levels because this article makes no sense. No, no, no. It makes no sense. But still, uh, we appreciate that. Like, I'm just glad. I appreciate like knowing what everyone's up to because I'm nosy and annoying. Knowing what everyone's up to and that like creators are getting respect. Like they should be in the Forbes world. And I think a lot of people have found this so fucking interesting. Yeah, no. And I'm curious how the creators feel about like their personal finances being on blast because I do think it would make a lot of them probably feel uncomfortable. Yes. Agreed. Shall I continue? No. You're good. Okay, yeah. cool. So those are the top creators, asterisk, right. of 2021. And I feel as though you needed to know that. I definitely think you needed to know that. And what you also needed to know is today's Dear Toasters, our Wednesday advice segment. You write into deartoasters at gmail.com and we'll show you the world. I don't know how to finish that sentence. Um, and it's brought to you what by studs. That? Finish that sentence. Gotcha. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Studs. Let's just both talk at the audience, like not to each other. Today's episode is brought to you by Studs. You've probably noticed the ultimate cool girl look is in and a fully loaded stacked earscape is in. If that feels a little intimidating, then you got to check out Studs. They coined the term earscape and they are the go-to authority for piercings and earrings and can help you create curate an earscape based on your own anatomy and style. Studs is reimagining the piercing experience for each and every ear. If you want to refresh your look with new piercings or you need pro styling advice, you can shop online or in their Studs stores in LA, New York City, Austin, Nashville, Miami, Boston or Seattle and they have more coming soon so there's nothing like a parsing party if you want to get your ears parsed for the first time studs does it super well they're brand you can trust they're clean they have stylists they know exactly where to put it you're not going to get some wonky hole um and they make such cute jewelry if you're wanting to get into like the stacking game or if you just want something simple head to the store or head to the website to find everything that you need I have a ton of earrings from studs I have two holes in one ear and then one in the other so I'm not like crazy but I'm kind of edgy with my second hole you know she's so edgy um they're made from high quality materials which won't turn your skin green they're lightweight and durable enough to wear all the time you can even sleep and work out in them they have over 250 styles of hoops huggies studs cuffs and dangles and they pierce way more than just earlobes so you can create a statement look or keep something 
Keep you something you keep in every day. So the earrings start at just $10 per earring and they're offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to studs.com slash toast. Go to studs.com slash toast for 20% off your first purchase. That's S-T-U-D-S dot com slash toast. All right, so we have two submissions and one update. The first, Jackson Claude, how you doing? I have a dilemma that I need to talk to you about. I need my best gals. I'm ready to hear whatever harsh but necessary advice is warranted. Okay, my she boy- asked for harsh. Right. My boyfriend is of eight years and I moved in together about a year ago. And since moving in, our sex life has been slim to none. We talk about it often because our work schedules just don't allow us to see each other at the sexiest times. So I felt that we were on the same page about it. I went to set an alarm on his phone for work yesterday and I found him messaging several OnlyFans girls, specifically asking if any of them would be interested in fucking a fan. Quote. Also, I found different Snapchat accounts than what I know him as. Again, messaging girls, sending dick pics, the whole nine yards. He knows I caught him. He was embarrassed, apologetic, and said all the things that I needed to hear. I do believe him that it wasn't anything more than a jerk off and he offered to move out or whatever I wanted him to do I love him and I'm comfortable and I've worked so hard on a relationship over the last eight years that I don't know what to do he didn't actually cheat from what he's told me help what would the morning toast do do I break up with this man and start scratch start from scratch at 28 years old okay 28 yes. is not that old first of all and obviously like I know the fact that you've been together for so long is like making this challenging when at the end of the day, this is like the least challenging prompt we've ever had. Not only was he keeping all this from you and lying, which is so deceptive and, and is so indicative of like a fucked up personality trait, but he was doing it with the intent to cheat on you. And the fact that none of these models wanted to fuck right. him, like is just sheer coincidence. Like he would have fucked someone if somebody would have fucked him. If they would quote, fuck a fan he's got to go first of all he doesn't have time to have sex with you but he has time to have multiple right. snapchat accounts only right. fans accounts to be spend any of that amount of time on trying to woo you even if it's an unsexy time of the day mm-hmm. this is really bad i mean yeah if, if you had said like we don't have a lot of time to have sex but i i see him like he has only fans he looks at other girls and like like watches porn or whatever that would be a different, different conversation. But like actively, he was looking to cheat on you. He just couldn't get arrested. Right, which um, is sad for him. And like you could do better than that as someone who can't even get arrested. Gotta go. 28, you're so, so fine. Young. And you didn't even say like this man is love of my life. Like he's an angel. You, you said, said I'm uncomfortable. Jackie, I thought the same thing. This is your sign. He has absolutely got to go. He sounds like a piece of work and you so, will be so much better off without him. Also like... The fact that you caught him and his response is like, it wasn't, it, you caught him cheating. You did. And he's like, no, I'll be better. Like, I'll move out. Like, he's giving martyr energy. You have to let this man go. He sounds so fucking toxic. And this isn't even a red flag. It's literally like a red blanket. It's huge. L- g- goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, but no. Keep us posted on your single endeavors. Yeah, like, move on. I know it feels like a long time because you were together for eight years, but it's not like you're 40. You're 28. You're still young. You date someone for one, two years, get married at 30. That's normal. Yeah, I was reading that book for the redheads, Dolly Alderton. and I she started had, it yesterday. She said something pretty good in it. She said about breaking up with someone. Like, if you could go into a room and push a button and the breaking up would be done, there's no, like, logistics, him moving out, this or that, you would have him out of your life and, like, you would... Everything uh-huh. else is taken care of. Would you do it? Wow. And that's your answer. Now I'm kind of feeling like if that was an option, like I'd totally do it to Ben. It just sounds so easy. Like, <laughs> honestly, like it's a little too enticing, you know? 
Yeah, but I'm you have totally to take kidding, by the all way. the external factors out of right. the equation. If you could be rid of this person, would you do it? I just want to say I'm totally kidding. Like I, I know, no, it's a joke and it was funny. Okay, yeah, like should I cut that out? Like Ben is going to be mad. No, no, he won't hear it. <laughs> Next up, right, that's so true. Hey, Jackson Claude. I've been hey. a toaster brother for years and I have this neighbor who lives across the street. He's like an old man who lives by himself. He looks like Santa Claus, but he wears wife beaters. I don't know if we're still saying wife beaters, but whatever. Nevertheless. There, I haven't heard of a better term, like tank a replacement top? term. No, but a tank top is like spaghetti. If he's wearing a tank top, I'd be like, what the? Sexy. I can't visualize. There's too yeah. many. It's too big. It's an umbrella term. So I tried to wave at him or smile at him over the years, but he's never acknowledged me or my husband. Anyway, I know being neighborly isn't for everyone, but I've noticed over the past month or so, every night when I'm in my bathroom getting ready for bed, I happen to look out the window. I can see him in his family room. He's literally watching porn. I see him. I can't see him, but can, I can't see what he's doing, but I can only imagine what he's doing. And it's like, close your blinds. Your laptop slash TV is facing the window. Keep in mind, I've never met or spoken to this man. So do I leave an anonymous note letting him know that people can see or do I just mind my own business? That's so weird. It's every night. Yeah. And it like looks directly into her bathroom. Get a, get a window treatment. No, that's like psychotic behavior. Yeah, I know. But what is she going to do? Like he's in his own house minding his own motherfucking business. She's the one know. not minding her own business. No, no, but like, that's I said, leave really it alone. crazy. No, don't do anything. Yeah, don't like, do, do anything I, to him. It's just put up some plants outside your window. Put up some mick plants. A shrub. Mick plants. Yeah. What is our uh, sponsor? Fastgrowingtrees.com. Like, go get a yeah. tree. Yeah. Like, you can't say anything because one, it's like creepy. Technically, you're the one like peeping Tom on him. And he's not breaking any laws. He's literally just watching porn. So yeah, no. And it's like you said, it's like a laptop or an iPad. So it's a smaller device. It's not like his television, his 80 foot set. Right. But he knows you can see from the street. Like, I'm sure he would be embarrassed. Of course. I would, I would hope that he'd be embarrassed. And he I obviously just, lives alone. He's looking for like some female companionship on his iPad. I just feel like he has to know that you can see it and that people can see it from the street and like keeps doing it. You know what? Like he's older, like older people don't think of that. Like we are like, we're born with cell phones in our hands. Like we're so conscious of our, like of our phones and the angles and like older people, like they don't think everyone's looking because they didn't grow up looking at other people's phones, you know? Okay. 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 You're convincing me. The convincer. The convincer. Um, I say leave it alone for real. Like it's of really course, not your business. Regardless, leave it alone. Put our, up a shrub. Our third and final. I've been just literally waiting. We're going on an hour and a half episode. Like I've just been waiting to get to this. Ready? Mm-hmm. So last week we had a girl write in about the fact that her husband um, was switching to coffee from energy drinks and was getting like yellow stains and just his teeth were getting gross. And he says he'll whiten his teeth, but he never makes the appointment. And she was getting really fed up. And basically we told her like, yeah, no, yellow teeth aren't great, but you kind of sound like a naggy bitch. And, like, he's working hard. Like, leave him alone a little he bit, He made you know? the switch, like, and now it's something else. Yeah, you were the one who about. convinced him to switch to coffee from energy drinks. Like, he's doing his best. Now she writes in, and I just want to say I really appreciate her writing in so quickly because this one was fresh in my mind. Jackson Claude, following up on the husband with yellow teeth. First off... Thank you for the slap in the face that I needed. I was being so naggy and getting an outside perspective really helped me realize that. I definitely need to pick my battles and I should probably stop being a petty wench. I was all for never bringing it up again, but guess what happened? We went out to lunch with his friends and our new baby and my girlfriend snapped a few pictures. When my husband asked me to show him them later in, he zoomed on 
he zoomed in on his teeth. I didn't say a word. I just said, oh, that's a great picture of you. The next morning, I saw whitening strips in the bathroom. Thank you again, girls. See, some things just take care of themselves. The universe works itself out. I'm so happy for you because you win now. Your husband's taking care of it. And you look like the cool, chill wife who just made a suggestion and didn't like nag him, him about no it. him no matter what his teeth look like. Oh, my God. And see, that's what happens when you write into the morning toast. Like, we literally solve every single one of your problems. Literally. I'm so happy for you. Thank you for trusting us with your problem. Thank you for writing in your update right one week later and I'm so happy that it worked out for you and I love you and if you guys want to write in to get advice from clearly two like Carmen San Diego problem solving queens deartoasters at gmail.com we will always keep it anonymous and you can write in about anything and we appreciate you guys being vulnerable and sharing the safe space with us and being open to self-reflection yes because sometimes like when people write in it's hard for us to say it but like you the person writing in like you are the problem no but everyone can when there's a problem everyone has contributed to it so yes. to recognize for the most part that we've seen some like girl number one you didn't do anything wrong yeah um so to recognize the role that you play in something is very powerful. It is. And I've enjoyed that immensely. So thank you for that. We're bordering on another 90-minute episode. I got to pee, I have to pee so fucking bad. badly. I'm going to have to stop drinking coffee during these episodes. You know what? I was thinking the same thing. I am going to have to stop drinking water or coffee because it's not normal. Maybe it's too much. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast and Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts and where podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeart Radio, CastBox, all the places. Where we listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing hump day and we'll see you tomorrow for my funny girl review. Can't and wait. we'll see you then. Bye. See ya. Bye.